Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode seven of Fruit of the Boom yeah. Podcast. Lucky seven, brother. I thought that was a pretty good number. I actually put, I, I was titling it and I put in 007, so I felt like that was kind of like a, you know, slick thing too. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, there you go. So how you been doing, brother man? I am well, man. So I'm Matt Sawicki and I'm joined with my buddy JBJR. JBJR and Matt Sawicki. And we're here on the Fruit of the Boom Cop podcast. Lucky seven. And who's joining us today? I got my girl, my home girl. From Giant Monsters on the Horizon, Madison. How you doing, homegirl? Doing all right. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Awesome. Doing great. Doing Thanks great. Thanks for coming. Hey, I love being here. Most definitely. Most definitely. Great to have you on. Great to have you on. So uh, what's been going on with you lately? Music. Just working on a ton of music. Yeah. Um, we just finished a huge show two weeks ago in uh, here in St. Louis. Uh-huh. And it was called Rise and Scream 2017. And it was a collaboration of... Uh, 19 different bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple DJs, uh, an art installation, uh-huh. just like all kinds of crazy stuff. And sure. it was it was a charity show for the International Institute of St. Oh, Louis. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. The one on Grand, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So and we had a 2720 Cherokee, which yeah. is, I was just super excited to play there. Yeah, it's Dope. a good venue. Yeah. Um, Did you guys have multiple stages going on there? Or yeah. Is it, yeah. We had one upstairs and one downstairs. Uh-huh. And the way that we ran it was... We had, uh, every 30 minutes, we had a band starting on alternating stages. That sure. way there was always something totally. going nice, on. Nice, nice. And you're not, like, picking and choosing who you're going to go see versus another person, necessarily. Exactly. People were upstairs watching a band while the band downstairs was setting up. That's cool. You know, it was really cool. That's awesome. So is live bands, too? Live, or, like, uh, what, what kind of music was it, exactly? It was... Like everything. Yeah. To, to put it into perspective, the first band, if you want to call it a band, the first act that started uh-huh. was a string quartet. Okay. And the second band was a punk band. There you go. <laughs> and it, and it kind of went from there. We had sure. electronic music. We had rock bands. Some of the uh, more popular bands here in uh, in St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, Cave of Swords was there. Sure. Nice. Uh, Seashine, they're, they've uh-huh. got a good following. Yeah. Nice. You know. That's great. That's what's up. It's really cool. And went off real real well? Really well. Awesome. That's great. That's what's up. That's what's up. We always love hearing like dope stuff being done, especially for the community. We love hearing stuff like that, especially if it's music involved. This is always a great thing. Most definitely. So, uh, like I told you uh, right before we recorded, um, we keep it pretty natural here. Uh, we're just going to do something pretty simple, natural conversation for the most part. So. For sure. So, uh, first things first, uh, tell us your history, like how you got into music in general. Like, before you, before Giant Monsters on the Horizon, how did you get in to jump into this? Um, so, this is probably going to give away my age a little bit, but <laughs> back in the day, it was like 2002 or something like that. I was working for a call center mm-hmm. and ended up getting laid off and collecting unemployment. And what I decided to do was build a home studio and start recording local bands. There you mm-hmm. go. And nice. I did that for about nine months uh-huh. mm-hmm. and ended up um, forming my own band and, you know, just kind of getting to know a lot of people in the industry. And that was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh-huh. Nice. Sure. So that's cool. And from there, I just worked in music for. A while, uh, kind of hopped around here and there. I'm not classically trained, mm. so yeah, you won't hear me talking about like uh, chords or a circle of fifths stuff. or anything like sure. that. Mm. Um, I'm I'm all self-trained, but I moved here to St. Louis uh, several years ago, uh-huh. and I was on a video game-related podcast uh-huh. called uh, First World Podcast. Okay, 
and one of my co-hosts said, hey, I know this guy, Vinny, he, you guys would get along perfectly. You love the same type of music. You're both musicians. We have to set up a play date. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool, play date. So I went over to his house for the first time ever. Yeah. And I was just kind of like looking around and all this kind of stuff. And I started noticing like him in pictures with other musicians. And I was just like, oh my God, you know this person? You know that person? Uh-huh. And uh, turns out we had a ton in common. We knew a lot of the same people. He was mm. actually uh, spent a ton of time in Florida as well. Yeah. Through talking, we, we discovered that we both had been to the same concerts and shows oh, and, wow. I, nice. and all this kind of stuff without knowing each other. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and so after a while of discussing it, we were like, Hey, we should start a band. Yeah. Like, and he's been in music production forever. So it, it was just a match made in heaven. And we just started making music. It took us probably about six to eight months for us to really find our groove with each other. Sure. And then once we did that, we, we just started like churning out music and doing remixes and just doing all different types of things. Yeah. And we, nice. we pumped out an album, then we pumped out a second album. Yeah. We've been doing live shows for a year and a half. Okay. Nice. And we're back in the studio working on our third album now. That's great. There you go. So um, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh-huh. Um, there's a St. Louis director. Uh, his name's Wolfgang. Okay. He is amazing. Yeah. And uh, he hit us up and asked us about doing a score for an upcoming film. Oh, cool. Nice. So we're going to be doing a score for the sci-fi thriller. That's dope. It's called Lamina. Okay. And it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's in it's in uh, editing right now sure. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the screenplay was awesome cool. when I read it. So I'm very excited to, to get that that edited product and and start putting music to it yeah that's cool so yeah um beyond that we have a ton of remixes on our plate to do um i just we just did the intro music for another podcast Uh called Mm -hmm. sidef it's a cyber defense security podcast Uh wrap your brain around that okay and so we just did the the um intro music for that and I think the first episode with our intro music on it is going to be coming up this weekend. Cool. Cool. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. That's what's up. So what's like a live show for, for you guys like? What do you guys, uh, do you guys play instruments? you guys using machines or what are you doing? Um, I guess I would be considered a controllerist. Uh-huh. Uh, Vinny, he's, you know, he's trained in all kinds of instruments, classically trained and everything. So on stage, he plays guitar, he plays keyboards. Cool. Um, he just does whatever. He's yeah. extremely talented, and I'm blessed to be working with him. Yeah, so so. And um, I mainly use uh, a uh, Alesis drum pad, uh-huh. as well as the uh, Ableton push on cool. stage. That's, yeah. Those are my instruments. Yeah. And they're, hey, they're real instruments. They yeah. got an air quote instruments. Those are real. <laughs> yeah. I, like real. Hell yeah, instruments, instruments. I love the push, man. I, I see a lot of people doing a lot of really cool things with it. That mm-hmm. I, I use Machine. It came out long before the push, but I guess if the push was like maybe out at the same time as Machine, I maybe would have picked the push instead. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, I'm a Machine guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so usually he has uh, usually two keyboards and a guitar. Uh huh. On stage. Cool. Mm-hmm. And 
We just kind of hammer it out. Yeah. We just started working with uh, sequencing lights in Ableton. Yeah. With the DMX, uh, was it the 516? Yeah. Okay. I believe. And uh, so we just started sequencing lights. That's this, way cool. This last show at uh, 2720 was our first time with actual like sequenced lights to our music and that yeah. was really cool. that's, that's interesting i bet that's a i bet that's really scary to do <laughs> <laughs> it was cool i felt like we had to have like a seizure warning yeah. before our show uh-huh it was a lot of strobes oh, a lot be, of flashing i, I just oh, feel all stressed out about it working or not like i feel like oh god did I, did I plug it in the right way right so funny story about that while we were playing at 27 20 the uh the um interface for the lights uh-huh. crashed uh-huh and and i had to control the rest of them through like the second half of the show uh-huh. manually yeah and i was like freaking out about I'm it sure so, but it was it was all right yeah stuff you know, happens it's exactly right you know it's part of the show <laughs> i i still thought it was a great show oh absolutely so. i'm sure the light i mean i just i know that i'm a nutcase about that kind of stuff that i'd be so freaked out about it <laughs> Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's what's up, man. So Ableton's your dog of choice? Yeah, we mainly use Reason, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, which I think... We, we have the most recent version, which I believe is 10. Sure. I'm not sure. I believe. I'm an FL guess. I wouldn't know where gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. is gotcha. at this point. And so we use Reason for most of our, our production, and we use Ableton for arranging and live okay. performance. Okay. Cool. Nice. So question... Um, Dealing with, like, uh, I would say, where do you really get your inspiration to make the kind of music that you make? Uh, well, I mean, the kind of music that we make is, is generally, as pe- people in general, as musicians, is, is a mishmash of all of our influences. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm influenced by video games. Sure. I'm influenced by 80s new wave, uh-huh. mm-hmm. as you can hear from yeah. the, the music. Uh, a lot of synth music, um, drum machines. Uh, you guys remember um, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Yeah, of course. And they had that new wave station. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and they had like little um, interstitials by like fake DJs on uh-huh. that would hop on. Mm-hmm. And one of the fake DJs said at one point in the game, who needs soul when you have drum machines? And I was like, that's how I feel. But yeah. So, I, I'm heavily influenced uh, by industrial music, sure. new wave, synth wave, eight bit music. Yeah, you know, Simpson the, wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> totally, but um, but yeah. So, Nine Inch Nails is a big yeah. uh, influence. Um, everything down to like Depeche Mode and sure. okay. just like just like whatever really has a good beat to it. I'm, I'm heavily driven by beats. Yeah. Nice. nice That's nice. awesome. I bet, I mean, Nine Inch Nails has got to be like the pioneers of like those kind of heavy, heavy beats, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, in my opinion, Trent Reznor's one of the most prolific producers of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is. Like, his, I've heard some of his score music, some of his movies, man. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's pretty nice, man. Yeah, definitely. So, do you ever... So you you mess around with computers mostly. It sounds like. Do you ever think about like getting like um, like modular sense or anything like that? Is it that is that something that's exciting to you or not really? I'm not excited about modular sense. One of one of my affiliate musicians because uh-huh. we work with a lot of the other musicians. You kind of form a community. Yeah. One of my affiliate musicians, uh, his name's Heath Aldrich. Uh, he goes by Solid State Disaster. Uh huh. 
which he's here in St. Louis, and he's really big in the chiptune scene. Okay. Shout out to him. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and he is just like the modular master. Nice. And I've gone over to his pad a few play a few times, and I just look at that thing, and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Sure. You know, soft synths make sense to me. Yeah. I've been working with them for a decade and a half. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they just make sense to me. Right. Um, we attempted doing modular and just kind of like gave up halfway through and went back to reason. Sure. Mm. So. I, I, I think that's probably sensible. I, I think I would get lost in the modular synth world and I think the cost is really extreme. You know it, is, I mean? it is. It's pretty high it, pricey, man. It's prohibitive, sure, for, for sure. So. <laughs> Yeah. So when you're playing, do you do you like turning knobs or anything like that? Is like like since you're staying in the in the box, or like are you still hands on with like uh, performance like that way, or um, are you usually like clicking it in and like kind of thinking your idea out and then writing it in the computer? Are you talking about with uh, performing or creating? Um, either one. So with creating, uh, it we we take different approaches all the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Sometimes Vinny will be like, hey. I woke up and I hashed this out and let's build off of it. Yeah. And I come in and, and we, we we build a track off of it or whatever. Mm. Uh, sometimes we both say, okay, let's try and make this type of sound work sure. in a song. Uh-huh. And so we build off of that. So we, we try and take different approaches to uh-huh. prevent taking the same path and ending up with the same end product every time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, on stage... Uh, through Ableton, usually what I'm doing is I'm triggering live loops uh-huh. and kind of altering what's coming in and what's coming out. Sure. Depending on like how the crowd's reacting, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Kind of similar, I guess, to how a DJ sure mm-hmm. would would change up things yeah. to, to hype a crowd or whatever. Yeah, or mm-hmm. if a band's like got us, hey, that solo's killing it right now. Just keep fucking soloing, you know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever, you know. Totally. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I bet. That's what's up, man. So, do you have any kind of weird little? Um, well, I would say every kind of musician, any kind of creative, has their own little process, their own little personal creative process to help them get inspired to do something. So, do you do anything in particular? Like, do you kind of like just not listen to anything, just veg out for a second, and stuff just comes to you, or like how how does your own creative process work when you do your own music to like to work with Vinny? Uh, so, a lot of times, my creative process. Uh, usually relies on getting getting some sort of inspiration from somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, one time I went and saw Akira, uh-huh. you nice. know, at a midnight theater. Yeah. And the next day I went and I met up with Vinny and I was like, we have to use these types of sounds. Yeah. You know, they're just great. By the way, Akira soundtrack, amazing. Awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, right. So um, the creative process, Vinny is like the mad scientist uh-huh. in the group and I, I'm and my job in the group is to kind of sometimes get Vinny back on track because okay. he, he, he like you'll hear him a lot of times go oh let's try this let's sure. try that and I go okay Vinny cool let's go ahead and you gotta let, bottle let, that lightning let, let's let's <laughs> see how that works and, and, and then he'll do some crazy stuff and I'll be like I like what you did here let's do this you know, let's that part's not working. Let's try this, and then usually at the end of the sentence, I'll say, "Let's dirty it up a little bit." Sure, because I love distortion. Yeah. So that's a lot of the creative process is is just really kind of adventuring 
and seeing where certain tangents go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And either reeling it in or pinpointing certain aspects that we like and getting rid of the rest. Sure. That's what's up. Absolutely. That's always a good way to look at it. I mean, I feel like, so, so like in, in hip hop, I feel like rappers kind of get caught up where they um, will go to the studio and record a song. And whether or not it's good, they feel like they got to put it out because there's no editing process sometimes between like thought and um, product. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, whereas, you know, um, bands, you know, you'll practice a song and you'll write a song or something like that. And mm-hmm. you'll like, you guys will either like, you know, you'll stop vibing on a song. You'll be like, I'm not really feeling that one anymore. Whereas like a, a one person a, a, a attempt or a one piece person art form um, sometimes. And, and the cost behind rapping, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going in the studio and paying a guy, you pay $100 for a song. You're oh, like, yeah. well, fuck, I want to make some money off this song. I want to put it out and do something with it. I right, don't right, want right. to put it in my pocket and forget about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, right. Okay. But I think that's really tight that you guys, you know, even though um, you're able to, like, you know, spend your own time in the studio, you're still editing yourselves like that, you know, taking... I think the fun thing about being a producer is going in and taking stuff and rearranging things and being able to you know highlight the aspects of people's music and if you're doing that on your own that's really awesome absolutely yeah we have we have total control from beginning to end so through the whole thing we just kind of make it exactly how we want we don't we never feel like we have to settle sure right okay you know we're not we're not limited by any sort of parameters or time constrictions or Uh anything like that so We just kind of do exactly what we need. If we're not feeling something, like you said, we go, okay, we're going to go ahead and throw that out. Sure. Or we're, we're kind of getting to the point where we have diminishing returns. The more we work on it, like the less process, progress sure. we're making. Totally. So we're going to put that on the back burner. Uh-huh. And and usually in my process, and mine and Vinny's process is at the end of a session, we go ahead and bounce down what we have. Mm-hmm. You know, I put it on my phone, I put it on my MP3 player, and I listen to it about a hundred times sure, over nice. that week. And if I don't hate it by the end of the week, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, we can progress with this one. <laughs> you know? That's totally the way to do it. Yeah, yeah good old quartets. Who doesn't do the quartets, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like you guys are pretty methodical. It, uh, it's not really like, is it, it, do you think it's really a spontaneous thing, or is it you guys are like really thought out process for you? Uh, I think we're methodical, uh-huh. but there's a lot of room to run around sure. right. in those methods. Uh-huh. You know, the, the, the guidelines are set, hey, we want to go ahead and get this done today. We want to go ahead and work on this particular thing. But while we're working on it, let's let's see what these sounds sound like sure. let's go ahead mm-hmm. and you know put an arpeggio in here let's let's see what this does let's see what that does yeah mm-hmm. you know um and that's kind of like the the excitement of discovery like totally some, sometimes you get anomalies that certain sounds line up and you're absolutely. like i did not expect that outcome and i fucking love it absolutely you know totally hell yeah man so hey i have another question you yeah. were you were like i really like to distort my stuff so what's your dis- favorite distortion like it, it, it's like is there a plug-in that it's like your favorite or something like that uh we use different distortions for different things i honestly don't think i have a favorite uh-huh um i know uh one that we tend to use often is the the sausage fattener yeah yeah mm. for like uh you know just getting a nice fat sausage yeah, i like to just make them dance and make right. his face look crazy turn it up <laughs> gets all fat it's great nice yeah that's a good one I, I used to use i think i don't know if it's like available for aax for pro tools right now i know i used to use it when it's vst and i was rapping it but i don't i don't use vst rappers anymore so i haven't been using it in a long 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 while now 
But it was fun. I thought it was one of the more interesting VSTs around. <laughs> if, if so, have you watched like the little? The little trailer for it, a little uh-uh. thing. Oh my god, it's great! Yeah, really? I'll have to go check Everybody it out. Everybody should watch it. It's this guy trying to actually make music with an actual sausage. Okay. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So um, I know. Let's take it a step back for a second. Um, I know you mentioned you know you're doing music for an upcoming uh, indie movie. So tell us what the work you did for other indie stuff. I know you also told us you did video games, or other movies, and stuff like that. Like, what other work have you done? Well, I haven't done uh, video games or movies. Okay. We've we're influenced a lot by that. Okay. Um, we've mostly done remixes. Uh-huh. Just remixes. Okay. And we've done remixes for all kinds of stuff. We've done. Uh, stuff for Jackal and Hyde, which are an electro band. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Angel Spit, which they're an industrial band. They were originally out of Australia. Okay. Now based in Chicago. Um, they went m- the wrong way. I would go back to Australia. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? But they're they're moderate, uh, moderately famous in the, sure. the industrial world. Um, we've done a ton of remixes. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Decombrio, we've done a remix for them. We ended up on their uh, compilation album. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're actually a band that I knew from Fort Lauderdale that ended up moving to Tennessee, and then we ended up playing with them in St. Louis. Okay, nice. So it was like this weird like journey. Uh-huh. Um, we've just done a ton of remixes. We re- most recently did a remix for this industrial band called uh, Machines on Blast. Uh-huh. Okay. It hasn't come out yet. It's coming out on their new album, which I believe is coming out on May. Okay. And that's going to be really cool. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool getting, like, uh, it's, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of, like, getting included with other artists more so than I would think. I don't know. I don't really hear that many other artists, like, that that I'm even speaking to in the studio where it's, like, I mean, mixtapes get released and stuff right. like that. But, that I don't know, mixtapes are so ubiquitous and just huge. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to put on a mixtape. I'm not really ever, like, <laughs> like cool, man, you're on whatever mixtape. That's that's great. But it's, I, I don't know. It's so not like you take an initiative to, you know, to actually work with different people. With a, directly yeah. with an artist, you know, right, on their record. Yeah. Instead of, like, mixtapes just aren't, they're, yeah. I don't know, the... the the ease of output seems to make it less valuable than an album. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind and of. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no one. Everybody knows that. But I, I'm not trying to downplay mixtapes. I'm just trying to step oh, on that lightly. No, no. Of course, <laughs> of course not. Mixtapes are still fire. It's fuck to me, man. Like at the end of the yeah. day. But now I, I see it. But I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Now. Well. So. Do you mind if I, I talk about my most recent album? Yeah. Sure. Because sure, sure, this it. totally applies. Uh huh. So it's it's more of an EP, but. It's hard to consider an EP because it's 14 tracks. Sure. Yeah, mm. no, that's not an EP. No, that's not a at all. Album. <laughs> but eight of those tracks are remixes. Uh-huh. And w- because we've done remixes for a lot of other bands, what we did was we start calling calling in favors. Uh-huh. And we made a... This is actually one of the remixes right now. Cool. But um, what we did was we created a song called Hunter Killer. Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, from front to back, fresh, brand new song... And then we split it up in this, the remix stems. Uh-huh. And then we sent it out to a ton of bands that we knew. And yeah. we were like, hey, remix our shit. Right. And so we got phenomenal results with that. Just That's awesome. Amazing remixes awesome. back. And so we re released this EP album, which has uh, eight remixes of our Hunter Killer, uh-huh. uh, our Hunter Killer uh, track on there. And it's and that it's, was unreleased before that, or that it was unreleased before. So that. it's like the original release yeah. and and eight remixes, or it's the original release, eight remixes, 
and uh, five new tracks. Wow, something that's like awesome. That. So yeah, I see why you would say it was an EP in that in that regard. Six yeah. songs is like totally an EP. Yeah, Most totally. And it it was just I found it to be really unique. Yeah. It was it was a great way to release new uh, new material. Sure. And at the same time, kind of you know engage the community. Yeah. The music community. Well, it's like, I don't know, people shoot videos and try and get as many people as they can from other crews to get in their videos so that it's like, yo, hey, I'm in this video, check it out, it's real dope. And then that spreads their, you know, it spreads your your seed yeah. or your your roots or whatever you want to well, call it further. Well, the, the actual term right. for it in the music community is cross-pollination. Yeah. You, you, you know, your pollen mixes with their pollen, yeah. your fans mix with their fans. Totally. Oh, we see that, you know... DeCombrio did a remix of yours. I want to listen to your stuff now because totally. I'm a fan of DeCombrio. Absolutely. You know? Right. Everyone wins in the scenario. Yeah, definitely. That's what's up. Yeah, no, that's great. So, that, I mean, that that sounds like a great way to keep, you know, yeah. and it keeps your releases smaller, which I think is really, like, a good thing right now. I think it's really silly to, like, put a ton of effort personally into, like, 15 songs or something yeah. like that, and then you put it out, and then, like, a year, or not even a year, geez, at three months, somebody's like, so when are you doing something new? And you're like, dude, I just fucking spent two years making this <laughs> opus, and you're asking me where my new shit is? But yeah. It's I'm just sure more intimate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I think intimate. rocking out those little things, that, you know, you're able to focus this, you know, maybe a, a little, you know, the same amount that you would on the songs, but it takes less time because it's not as many songs, so, you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're not, like overwhelmed by the the attempt of putting out a record and then you know it's so yeah. over you know exactly. well i'm gonna bring it back to trent reznor for a mm -hmm. minute and mm -hmm. i'm i'm really interested in his his business model for for releasing music yeah i mean in 1989 he released pretty hate machine and then he released remix albums and eps for the next four years after yeah. that and then he released uh the fragile uh -huh. right no, Downward Spiral. He released Downward Spiral. Uh -huh. And then he lived off of remixes, EPs, soundtracks for the next six years after that. Sure. I mean, over the course of his career, he's only released a handful of albums. That's a lot out of a different time, though. I feel like you would... That's true. You would be really hard-pressed to do anything like that now, but that is a good model. Like, I mean... It is. It's smart. I mean... It's super smart, but he he was super in vogue. Like his audience was huge and established, probably at That's that true. point. You know what I mean? Being able to live off those records at that time was a different thing. But I mean, I think that using those concepts isn't a bad idea at all. You know, yeah. I just don't right, know right, be, right. If, you, if if you could just live off of one record's you know remixes for five no, years. <laughs> of, of course not. But but we put the amount of effort that we needed to yeah. right. into this EP. Totally. And we kind of put it in the hands of our our friends and some other supporters yeah. mm. to kind of contribute. Sure. As well. And and it was I am amazed by the the end product of it. It's the my most favorite thing I've done to date. That's so. great. That's what's no, up. I mean, it sounds awesome. I mean, and I think re releasing the original song at the same time is super cool about it. You know what I mean? It's not mm -hmm. like a dated thing. You're not like going, oh, let's just rehash this thing we've already exactly. done. Exactly. Right, right, it's right. like a brand new uh, piece of art. So mm -hmm. that's really tight. Yeah. Since you guys are doing a good amount of live performances, um, do you see yourselves touring or have you toured anytime? So we're actually getting together on Sunday to talk about touring this summer. Nice. Uh -huh. um, it's just going to be like a little mini thing, um, just like Chicago, Kansas City. Uh, we've got some affiliate bands in like Knoxville and Nashville. Mm -hmm. and um, And just kind of like go out like four hours this way six hours that way you yeah. know just kind of like mm. 
stretch out a little bit and start playing other places. Totally. So we're we're actually going to start talking about that this weekend. That's awesome. That's what's up. Yeah, check out like Columbia, Missouri is great. You know, for like that shout out to Kansas City. It's college town. Yeah, totally. Yeah, any college town, you'll do no, you'll do numbers at the college town. Like definitely, especially with what you're playing right here. Definitely do numbers in the college town. Like guarantee you. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> And um, and I gave you guys the USB wristbands. Yeah, yeah. those Hell are great. Yeah, yeah so we got these USB wristbands. They say Giant Monster on the Horizon, and they have music on it, as I'm told. Does yep. this have one album, or does this have both your albums? That actually has two albums plus five remixes that's on it. awesome this is some innovative shit like like for real like for real for real like you don't see this often like you very rarely see someone do especially something like this yeah no it's great like, that's, I, yeah. I really dig this i don't know I, that i've seen it in the studio I, i've never seen it before no so yeah. it was just kind of a brainstorm type of thing so has this got the new one with the with the eight remixes on it yeah perfect nice i'm excited about that nice so have um so what um where do you mainly distribute like your music out of? I know you have some stuff on Spotify, but do you do anywhere else or just Spotify? Uh, so we decided to take the easy route and mm. just put everything through CD Baby, uh-huh. okay. which is like ninety bucks or something, yeah. and they just kind of do all the work for you. And so we're on everything. iTunes, Google Play, <laughs> you know, YouTube, Amazon, Spotify. So that scary button that's like. Uh, play my music even when I don't get paid did you click that one or did you hold off and you're just like yo just the ones that people are paying for uh, no we, we let people play our music yeah so and and back to the USB wristbands as well we thought this was a good idea for one it's it's wearable uh-huh. so people are wearing our band name which totally. is awesome and it's also we didn't like we didn't lock it for like writable lock it or anything yeah. like that we encourage sharing sure you know I mean, in this day and age, you're not going to become a millionaire uh, or a billionaire making music for the most part. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not and from the sales of music. No. Not from the sales of music. And and so we want, we'd rather have more people listening to yeah. our music. So mm-hmm. we're, we encourage sharing. Uh, all of our stuff is free to listen to. Nice. Um, you know, you can purchase the album and actually download the files. Uh, but it's it's free to listen to everywhere. Sure. That's what's up. So do you ever... Um, you've heard about like the new I don't think it's going to be mp3s but like you know where they're where they're like going to have stems inside of the um inside of the the recordings like mp3s that have stems inside of it Is I've that... never heard of that oh yeah so like I don't know if it's ever it might be like this was somebody's trying to do it and it's not going to happen now or something mm. like that but it was something that I was hearing about is that something that would be interesting to you like do you think like providing stems of your music for other people to remix without like talking to you about it is a cool thing or is that something that would be weird um i wouldn't like that for every song sure right because i mean there there's something to say for seeing a product as a whole oh yeah and it's then, your vision not yeah somebody exactly else's. and and there's something you know to say for people like being able to dissect your stuff sure and i i would love to make like certain tracks available uh-huh. online just like the stems available and be yeah. like mm-hmm. go forth remix totally that would be really cool but i don't think i'd like that for every track oh no sure not every song i totally get that yeah that's cool um how how would you want to do that like if you were going to be releasing stems like how far would you go with your stems would you just do like hey here's the drums and here's the bass and here's all the rest of the music or would you try and be like here's like everything individually uh i i would definitely release all the stems for Uh a song if i was Mm going to do that uh 
give that people access to what they want to use sure. for a remix. Um, for the remixes that we got back for the Hunter Killer EP, uh, some people used just specific bass lines and um, like, you know, the chorus. Some people just used like, you know, just like the bridge and and like a certain line and they looped it and totally. you know put it to a beat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I were to release only certain stems, that would kind of like stifle the creativity. I think sure. for remixes. Uh huh. Okay, understand that. So let me ask you this: Have you had any kind of a since you're on the internet? Have you had any kind of international fans or audiences or just out of state fans, anything like that so far? Or you or it hasn't grown? You don't think to that point just yet? Oh yeah, we. We've gotten uh, we've gotten downloads and uh, and communication from all over. Yeah, nice. So uh, I have uh, I have some fans in like uh, Sweden, Germany, the UK, nice. cool. um, in Canada. Nice. And uh, just kind of all over, not not just the US. So when you've got a fan in in Sweden, is that? through like a physical thing or are you seeing that on a stream or how uh like that's somebody you've talked somebody you talked to or through like social media yeah that's what's up. do you send you ever send you ever sent anything overseas like have you sent the the wristbands and stuff overseas i haven't sent the wristbands that would be super you should, cool you should, yo. yeah you should like, i mean i know a lot of people get i mean a lot of people are able to sell music in europe a lot differently than mm-hmm. they're able to sell it in the united states and i would think that maybe you guys would see that same kind of uh I don't know, Lane available to you? Yeah, potentially. One of the uh, compilation CDs that w- that we did a remix for uh-huh. is based out of Japan. Cool. Nice. So, I mean, they, they service the U.S. And, and the band that we did a, the remix for uh-huh. is based in the U.S. Sure. But the... Uh, but the the label is in Japan. Cool. So is that their home label or is it the label that was just putting out the remixes? That's their home label. Cool. Okay. And I just, I find that to be amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, like 20 years ago, that wasn't really possible. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. That's what's tight about, yeah, I mean, like the things that have changed about what, what Trent was doing in the mm-hmm. early 90s, you know, and what we're able to do now. I mean, they're totally different things, but I feel like the masses are more available to do stuff. So that makes yeah. it way more interesting. I mean, the, it, it grows quicker. It moves faster. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. is true, but it also increases the saturation. Oh, yeah. Right, no, totally. Right. Everybody and their mom's got fucking Fruity Loops on their computer, and, <laughs> and people want to get mad about it. Uh, yeah. And some people you know, are great at it, and some people pay, play it all shitty, and so you got to be able to dissect it. <laughs> right. It's not, the, it's not the machines, the person behind it. It was absolutely right, Absolutely, man. So uh, another question for you. Um, I guess I'm trying to make sure I word this correctly. I guess, uh, who would you say you want to work with in the future as far as like, oh, who do you look up to as far as like, oh, I want to work with this person. Like, I want to work with this group, this artist. Like, I can't wait to work with them one day in the future. Like, who do you have in mind like that? So there's like this resurgence of, of like 80s synthwave mm-hmm. into the like new techniques and new style of music. Sure. And some of the front runners of that is, is like Carpenter Brute. Mm-hmm. Ghost, which is G-O-S-T, not G-H-O-S-T. Okay. I don't like that band. G-O-S-T. Um, you've got, like, Protector 101 and, uh, like, Perturbator. Okay. And these are these guys are, like, the front runners of this, this new synth wave. Mm. And I would just, like, bend over backwards to be able to collaborate with them. Sure. You know, it's... 
it's so amazing the stuff that they do. Uh, I suggest everybody check out their stuff. It's amazing, and uh, man, I would just I would just love to work with them. Yeah. So are they based here in the United States? Or are they from other places? Uh, Protector 101 is based out of California. Uh, Ghost and Carpenter Brute, they're overseas, uh-huh. like uh, UK, I believe. Sure. And uh, yeah, they're they're spread out all over, and that's kind of like going back to the magic of, of how small the music world is. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're making music overseas, but you're everywhere. So when you're remixing with people, are they overseas, or are they, are they people all here in the United States? The, 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 this last album, The Hunter? Uh, that's all. That was all people here in the United States. Okay. Uh, there was band uh, Interface, I believe they're based out of New York. Uh-huh. Okay. I worked with them. We work with Precog, which they're in Tennessee. Deconbrio's in Tennessee. Okay. Um, we worked with uh, Shinerd. She's here in St. Louis. And uh, a few others. Uh, Dante LaRay. I don't recall off the top of my head where he's at. Sure. Uh, Chase Dobson. Um, just a bunch of great people. That's tight. That's way cool. I really want to do remixes a lot of people now. <laughs> like, I, I love remixes. Yeah. They're great. That's fun. Um, so you work in Ableton, uh, when you're performing live, you said you work off of loops, uh, or it's, you're just like bouncing out the stems from reason and putting your loops together in Ableton. Yeah. And on top of that, we, we put additional loops uh-huh. to go ahead so and add to the live stuff? music. Yeah. 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 And it's all kinds of stuff. Uh, we love using like this Ap- Apache break. Uh-huh. Um, we use we sometimes use like the uh, old almond break yeah. and throw that in on top of our stuff. Sure. Um, just like a like sometimes we just add a four on the floor. Sure. That's you tight. Know, if we need it. You know, some people get real stuck up about like, oh, I gotta recreate my record live and it's gotta be just just what it was and nothing more and nothing less. <laughs> you know I mean? We try and make it more An intense. Experience. We try right. and make it more intense yeah. because I think that's what a live show should be. Yeah, yeah, totally. man, it's, it's interactive. Man, you gotta get the crowd going. I don't want to see your CD. <laughs> exactly. I want to watch. I want to watch your performance. You right, know? that's the whole point. You pay money for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's tight. So I would say um, next up. Um, Give me a little insight as far as um, I would guess like anything else that you do. You listen to any other genre of music that influence you outside of what you normally listen to to make your kind of music, or do you just kind of stick to your genre to like get the sounds you need? Do you listen to anything I, like rap? Do you listen to anything like uh, some rock music? Maybe some techno here and there, or anything like that to help influence your sound? I, I listen to pretty much everything mm-hmm. except for like country music. Sure. That's just something okay. I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> um, I, I I love hip hop. I'm I actually kind of born and raised on hip hop. Nice. So growing up in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, I grew up on uh, DJ Laz, Two Live Crew, which yeah. is not good for a little kid, but <laughs> um, but like all of these these hip hop bands and and. So I'm actually heavily influenced by hip hop. I don't work in hip hop, sure, but I'm heavily influenced, and, and you'll hear that in a lot of a lot of the drum beats. Uh-huh. I think. Cool. So, these vocals that are on the music—is this you guys' vocals, or are you guys sampling other stuff, or are you guys recording straight up new stuff? Uh, this is Vinny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is Vinny. Always. Um. So we brought in a uh, a, a guest vocalist for two of our tracks off of Hunter Killer as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I'm not a vocalist. Um, Vinny, for a majority of his music career, was either 
behind like the computer mm -hmm. making the music, mm -hmm. um, behind the keyboards, or like just kind of like you know not the front sure front person totally. And we actually for our first album we didn't really want it to be an instrumental. Uh -huh. it, our first album's an instrumental. Uh, we didn't want it to be an instrumental. We interviewed and tried out singers for a year uh -huh. and it was just like either they weren't comfortable with Vinny and I running the show and the singer not running the show sure or they were just bad yeah you know or they weren't a good fit yeah, well it's like you know that's a hard thing to like get your vision to yeah. get out through them at all you know and you'd have to have real good trust you know, real relationship with somebody is hard to just cultivate in a quick time. Yeah. Right, right, right. Definitely. So we, we tried out all of these people and after just about a year, we were like, fuck it, we're just going to release an instrumental and that's because we needed to get something out there. Sure. Right, right. You know, and so that's what we did with our first album and our second album, instead of writing uh, an album and then wanting to find a vocalist for it, we started like kind of doing the vocals along with the music. Sure. Cool. And, and, Vinny's actually a great singer. Uh huh. Um, he just never. He just hasn't a lot of experience sure. in that. And so, uh, you know, I pushed him to do that a, uh -huh. a little bit more nice. with Hunter Killer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's but, cool. But we did bring in a, a guest vocalist for two tracks. Uh huh. Uh, really great guys. Guy named Andrew. Uh huh. Awesome guy. That's awesome, and it worked all great. Made yeah. it to the record. <laughs> yeah, made it to the record. Well, uh, let me ask you this. So, would you work with any uh, anyone else in like outside of your genre, just as, as like as a mashup, maybe just for like a totally different sound altogether? Yeah, um, it, it's great because you're asking like all the right questions. Because <laughs> uh, this past week, we actually finished a hip hop loop. Nice. We had never really worked in hip hop before, but we finished a hip hop loop. Although, Vinny did do uh, like. Like a, like a track with Sal Williams uh -huh. that's unreleased. Sure, and Sal, right. Sal Williams is yeah. amazing. So, anyway, so we did a hip hop. Uh, you need like, to get that out, by the way. You can't yeah. that unreleased. I know, right? And uh, and so we sent it over to uh, a friend who does hip hop here in St. Louis, uh -huh. and, we, and we're asking him to put some some vocals down for a few verses because we want to we want to do like our version of a hip hop song on this next album. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be cool. Oh. So we, we, we want to try uh, like a chopped and screwed technique with it. Oh uh, yes, I, I'm so. a, look. Understand? I'm a huge. That is, I'm a let, fucking let me fan say, of chopped let me and screwed. Say, okay. <laughs> I can tell. I just got your respect. <laughs> I, look. look at this face. <laughs> look, I'm I just a got fan of chopped and screwed. Uh -huh. music. Chopped and screwed is dope. That's my yeah. shit. Baby. I love you. So, if you guys were gonna do chopped and screwed, like. Uh, do you see it being like um, you write a song chopped and screwed or do you make a song that you make and then ch see if it sounds tight chopped and screwed? My goal is to uh, make the song and then chop and screw it. Cool. Nice. Uh, or as, as the coin that, that Vinny and I have dubbed, we're going to Frankenstein it. We're just going to yeah. like build something and then tear it apart totally. and then rebuild it. Uh -huh. That's, That's a fucking great way to make music. Yeah. Uh, me and my, my one homie, Sean, man, we, we've made a lot of records over the last couple of years. And uh, w one thing he started having me do was like we would, we would get together, we'd make new music. He'd put lyrics to it or whatever. And then I'd go and I'd make a whole new beat to it mm -hmm. again. I love doing that. And 
I would often take the stuff from the beat that I had made and resample it for the beat that I'd be making. So then it'd mm-hmm. be like this thing that had the, the the ideas were all there at the same time. Like it's all kind of meshes together instead of like being completely separated ideas. Like not completely, you know, they had the same vibe when they were all made, but it's totally a reinterpretation. And it, it would be a lot of chopped and screwed shit that would be like way wild and it was really fun to make. Uh, I really enjoy doing that. <laughs> I'm telling you, screw is the way, man. I love it, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and those low, like, just turning down, like, I like stretching samples out and, and like, to, to double their length and, like, hearing mm-hmm. the way they sound that way. Because, like, yeah. kicks and claps and 808s and shit just get fucking nuts. They get weird. Oh, man. I love it. Yeah. Like, big reverb, splashy, like, reverby claps of <laughs> like oh man that's the shit like oh man like yeah I support that I want to hear that I'm, I'm ready to hear that yeah. I'll yeah. keep you guys updated sure. please do because yeah, yeah. I- I'm telling you I'm a huge fan of chapter screw music like this is my thing I always been like a fan of Houston music it's just always been my thing so I'm I'm excited so you Are gotta you gonna lean that. while you're chopping and screwing uh, hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so when's your guys' next show. Uh, currently, our next show is June second. Uh huh. We are going to be playing with uh, Paper Kite and Powder River. Okay. And they're both local here in St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. Paper Kite and Powder River. They're both phenomenal. Awesome. And uh, I believe we're considering taking Paper Kite with us to Chicago or okay. something. Okay. That's what's up. Uh, Where's the show at though? It is at the. Um, oh my God! What's the name of that? I'm really bad at. Where's at it at? Oh. It's uh, <laughs> what is what it's is something anchor or heavy anchor? Hey, we're On playing at the, yeah, we're playing at yeah. the heavy anchor. Okay. It's a cool spot. That's yeah, cool. I haven't I like, played there before. I heard it was cool though. Yeah, it's neat. I like it because well, at least the last time I was there, and it could have changed since then. But like the, the bar is kind of like in a separate room from the band room, so mm-hmm. you kind of like don't have people that are just like mumbling and talking through your set, like you That's know, good. being distracted completely by the bar. That's, That's what's good. up. That's um, what's up. Um, I, I liked that about it. We're also, I believe, trying to get onto the Riverfront Times Musician Showcase. Yeah. Which, nice. or I guess it's called the St. Louis Riverfront Showcase now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they changed it this year. We were on the Riverfront Times show, uh, Musician Showcase last year. Okay. We got nominated for Best Electronic Band in St. Nice. Louis. That's what's up. So, so you played down, it was on Manchester, right, last year? Yeah, we yeah. played at the Ready Room. Cool. Cool. That's Which, awesome. I nice. love the Ready Room. Yeah, it's a neat venue to play. Fuck yeah. Um... So for you, is that like the biggest venue you guys have played? Do you guys play bigger venues than that? Um, probably the the three biggest we played are uh, Ready Room, uh-huh. Twenty Seven Twenty, and the Firebird. Sure. So yeah, what's your favorite venue? Uh, <laughs> I really so Twenty Seven Twenty was amazing. The sound there is yeah. just bonkers, and and we try and like put in so much low end uh-huh. as much as we can to like stop people's hearts if sure. we can you know mm, absolutely it's, it's crazy and that and 2720 is a great place for it but i think my favorite place and my favorite show that we've done was at the crack box uh-huh. we opened up for uh, assemblage 23 okay which is uh, a very well-known long-standing industrial band yeah and actually kind of like one of the the people who like really rooted industrial as a as a legit like music genre yeah and so that was probably one of my favorite shows. That or we played the demo and okay. opened up for Youth Code, okay. which they're phenomenal as well. So it's for you, it'd be more. It seems like it maybe be more like the energy of the people that are there, like the people that you're playing for, like really are like down with what you're doing and yeah. like get it to the core. Yeah, and man, it was just so much energy at the Assemblage 23 yeah. show. It was 
Everybody was really into it. That's awesome. It was amazing. That's really fun. Yeah, I mean, I, playing playing in front of people that want to hear your music is like the best way to play music. You know Hell what I mean? Definitely. That's fun. And then you know, always you get like new fans and stuff like that. You know, because you know, like word travels. Yeah. Especially St. Louis. St. Louis is small. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm just based off what I'm hearing. I already know. You got some great shit going on. Thanks. <laughs> so thanks. Definitely appreciate this. So uh we're about to go ahead and wrap this up in a second. Um go ahead and give us your information. Uh let us know where people can reach you at and where they can find your music. Like and your Instagram and your Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. The, the, all your the, social media. The Twitters medias. and the yeah. Instagrams. Yeah. Um well the main thing is is uh Facebook. Uh-huh. We have a, a Facebook page and we have a band camp which is you know, all you really have to do is search for us in Google. Yeah. We actually have the I'm first... I'm sure that you guys come up pretty easily, huh? We, we come up very easily. Okay. We, we we occupy many of the first pages. Are you guys .com? Uh, we do have a .com. The website is under construction. Uh-huh. It's really, really hideous right now. Sure, that's okay. But that is but you on guys our list. But you own that, yeah. Yeah, we, we have a .com. Good, yeah. Yes, so. And so you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh-huh. anything. It's just giant monsters on the horizon. Yeah. It's pretty unique. So it comes right up. Yeah. Yeah. How many albums do you have out? Two albums. Two albums and an EP or? Uh, no. Album, uh, full length album uh-huh. and an EP. Cool. Which is well, full you were t- What were you saying that's on the? On- so on the wristband is the first album, which is just self-titled. Uh-huh. The Hunter Killer uh, EP. Uh-huh. And then five additional remixes that we've done with other people. Oh, okay. So that's what the extra, because I was, I was, where I was yeah. thinking there was two records in an EP. It was the five extras. Cool. That's tight. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. One last question, and this is, uh, are you willing to open up any collabs in the future with anyone? And if so, can they just up and contact you, or how should they try to do that? Yes, we are always open for collaborations. Got to get that cross-pollination going. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's how we get bigger is we hold each other up, right? Yeah. So if I sample your music, you're not going to get super mad at me or something like that? I probably won't get super mad. You just got to get <laughs> a shout out. a little out. mad. and be like, hey, why didn't you talk to me about it first? Yeah, just got just to gotta shoot me a note. Yeah. There we're, you go. We're, we're actually very interactive on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Cool. We're, we're nice. always talking to people and all that kind of stuff. That's okay, great. cool. So what, what, just on Facebook, do you guys have a slash or is it any, is it just go look for your, for monster, giant monster on the horizon? Yeah, just go look for giant monsters on the horizon. Cool. Nice, nice. I I don't pay close enough attention to know what the the slash what is. What the slash is. <laughs> All right, but this has been another great episode of Fruit of the Boom podcast. Thank you so much, Madison, for coming on the show. We yeah, really do appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks for spending Thanks. time with us. It was great. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Most definitely, most definitely. So I'm JBJR. You can always reach me at JBJR Official on all forms of social media, soundcloud.com slash JBJR from the beats. And my man, Matt. Hey, it's Matt. Uh, you can get at me. You know, I work at Suburban Pro Studios. Find, find me. Um, before we get off, I want. I'm hoping to get this out before the th- before the next Fresh Produce beat battle. Fresh Produce. This next one coming up, the homie Imperfect's coming from. We yes, Cedar live Rapids. performance gonna, of the bus of the year. He's gonna play NPC live. Fuck uh, yes for us. So come check out my homie Imperfect. Um, it's April 5th uh, at the Atomic Cowboy. Come out. It'll be a great time. Free admission and entry. So please yeah, come free. out. Always free. One hundred. All right. Thanks for coming out. Peace. <laughs>